0: I just think it's you guys. You know, you're not the prettiest lot. You can be a bit thorny and awkward, but generally you're wonderful. And I think the sense of goodwill that every single member of the leadership feels from you guys is immense. So it's a privilege to do whatever we can to serve you and for us to to demonstrate
1: some of God's kingdom here.
0: So I'm here because you're here.
1: So stay around. Great. I think I'm going to have to echo Gareth's sentiments. It's all about the people. Um, like, It's such a diverse group of people, people who I'd never normally get to meet, but I get to meet such amazing people every Sunday and at uh, different points throughout the week through my light group and various other bits and pieces that go alongside that. And so, yeah, I'm here because I want to see this church representing the community in which it lives and serving the community within which it lives. So, Great.
2: so um the church is the chosen instrument, isn't it, of Jesus' hands and feet on the earth. We're it. He's chosen to work through us. And so, yeah, so it's my sort of privilege really to help to lead us in that, um, to be his hands and feet, to bring hope, to bring life, to bring peace, to bring restoration, to bring help into thousands of people that we're meeting um, all the time, every year through the church. And just to help see people grow and be discipled into people that love God and can find fullness of life is is an amazing privilege so yeah come on the church it's awesome
3: (laughs) i will also echo everything that was said i think for me the the thing about this church is the mixture of the, the the worship and the the kind of deeper um sense of knowing our father god but combining that with reaching out into our community and so i'm I'm passionate about both those things and kind of we'll talk about it a bit later but they're kind of coming together of those two things um so it's a real privilege for me to serve on the leadership team and kind of be part of that Uh, yeah our, our sunday morning um worship and the way we do stuff on a sunday morning coming together with that community outreach loving bradford loving people of bradford and really reaching out and seeing the two of those come together
4: uh, it is a privilege to serve as part of this team and um i i just love uh seeing how god moves amongst people when we're caring for each other uh when we're uh, when we're reaching out to him and just looking about how people obviously uh, uh, my area of pastoral care but developing the care that we have one for another and what that looks like um and a Uh, helping to equip people in the gifts that they have.
5: Yeah, and for me, um, in some ways, really, really simple. Um, I had the privilege, along with uh, Lizzie and Matt and Josie, uh, just over 10 years ago, to be sat around uh, a small kitchen table, and we believed that God could maybe bring together a group of people who would love God, who would love each other, and would love our community. And for me, to see God do such wonderful things and to think of the hundreds of lives that have been touched, many in this room, uh, through what God has done through the Light Church. How could you not be drawn to that? How could you not find a way somehow to serve in that? And I just want to say, personally, having uh, worked with the leadership team now for all these years, and particularly these guys, I just want to really commend these wonderful people to you. The servant-heartedness with which they approach the leadership, their passion to serve you, the community, their heart for people who are not yet in church, their diligence in prayer and seeking him and doing it not for themselves, doing it all for the glory of God. Amen. There's a wonderful group of people. And again, I have a privilege of being part of that team. And one of the things that gives me a great, amazing sense of God's presence is just to see God touch people and turn them so from the, into them, from the inside out to be about others. And these guys reflect that transformation, amen, that Jesus does, which changes us from us us to others, amen. So could we put our hands together for the guys? Now there is one chair with no one sat on it, and that's Tim, and there's a reason for that. Tim, do you wanna just come up while I? um, Okay, Uh, many of you will know Tim. Tim has been in the church eight years. He has served on the leadership team for the last six years. Um, together with Ray, they've overseen the kids and youth work for all those years. He's also served as chair, um, and if you want an easy job, that's not one to have. He's served on chair. His faithfulness and diligence that he's brought um, to work with us on the leadership is amazing. Your work around the building for all these years, your persistency and commitment to serve the church. Um, as a friend, I have been astonished to see your heart to serve um, we will miss you as part of our leadership team as you make that difficult decision yet correct decision that now is the time for you to, to, to step out of the leadership team. And I just want to say thank you. Uh, thank you personally for being a great friend. Thank you for being for all of us when we've needed it. Thank you for what you've brought. Thank you for the fruit of your labor. We know the sacrifice, the unseen stuff we don't see that you've given in. And I just want to say thank you on behalf of the church. And you asked if you'd have a few minutes just to say a few words as to why you're moving on. So thank you. Yeah.
6: Thanks, John. Definitely not moving on from the Light Church. Definitely not. It's the best church we've ever been part of. As a family, we love this church. (laughs) So let's just be clear on that one. Um, I guess the reasons simply are that um, there's always been an important balance for me in serving in a leadership team here and my leadership of the ministry TLG. Um, That continues uh, to be a factor, but I think the main reason that I'm stepping out of leadership right now um, is really just to support Josh, uh, our son, and his pursuit of rugby. Sadly, that all happens on a Sunday morning, and in the last year, it's been great to see Josh just pursue that passion that he has, and as a dad, I really want to be there with him, Investing in that relationship and I guess being the bridge really into that community of rugby players and our family life and our church life. So that is very much um, the reason that I'm stepping down now. I would just want to say thank you to you Um, over the six years that I've been involved in leading. You've been so gracious with us as a team. You know, reading the church survey, it's so encouraging that as a church, we really get it in terms of the challenge and the opportunities of team leadership, that actually everyone you see here is serving as a volunteer in the midst of lots of other responsibilities and pressures in life. And I was so encouraged just to read the fact that you really get that. I would encourage you to just keep keep that going, keep it coming in terms of encouragement to these guys. It has real moments of stretch. They're incredible in what they're doing, and thank you for that appreciation. I will continue to serve in the church. I'll continue to preach um, with a similar frequency to what I've done in the past, be involved in the building team for our new church building and continue in the worship team, so very much continuing to be part of the light church. Thank you.
5: I just pray for you, I just want to pray for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah Heavenly Father, we thank you for Tim, uh, Ray, and for the family. We thank you for the servant hearted nature with which you have poured into Tim. Father, we thank you for all he's done. We so acknowledge your spirit within him as he makes a difficult yet the right decision for him and for his family we praise god that he continues to be a big part of the church and a big part of what we're doing and we pray blessing and encouragement and as he has given out father we pray that you would give back press down and overflowing into his life and through his family and we thank you for all he's done and we look forward to just continuing as a community to journey together and we pray blessings on him in jesus name Amen. Great. Let's put our hands together. Thank you, Tim. Okay. We have got got quite an exciting announcement, some exciting things that we want to share with you. So we're just going to do that. But let me pray before we do. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you're a God of future, of movement. You're a God of exciting. You're a God of amazing you're a God of overwhelming. Father, we ask that you will be with us now, Lord, as we as we look to the future of what we believe you've laid on our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Great. I think it's Josie first, yeah?
3: I'm going to go first. Cool. This is a really exciting day, genuinely. Um, we have some really exciting news, so prepare yourselves. Everybody ready for exciting news? Let's have a bit of feedback, a bit of a cheer. There we go. We could go for a drum roll. It might be a... Hey! I'm, I'll get there. Um, so this building project's been around for a little while. If you've been in the church a little while, you might know a little bit about it. Um, we've purchased some land over there. We've talked about building a ministry and outreach centre on that land. Um, and there's a team of us, uh, Tim, Ed, and myself, that have been working on this project, um, working with the design team of architects and uh, project managers and all, all that sort of stuff, uh, looking at this building. But I want to start with our vision as a church. So you might remember back in September, October, uh, when we had our 10th birthday celebrations, we uh, talked about the, the vision of the church and kind of taking a new look at that and what that looks like for us as a church. So we, we came up upon three things that um, we really want to see as a church. So there's the three things. We'll stick them up on the screen. Are um, loving God deeply? So. As a church, we want to be a people that loves God deeply, that um, engages in worship, engages in prayer, that learns more about our Father God, that um, grows closer to God. As a community, we want to be a community of people that's helping each other grow closer to God in everything we do. We want to be loving each other genuinely. So this is about us as a church um, loving each other. So whether that's through small groups, whether that's through community groups, whether that's through friendship within the church, a whole load of other stuff that goes on. We want to grow closer to each other. We want to get to know each other. We want to be supporting each other. We want to be discipling each other and helping each other grow. So as a church, we don't want to be a group of people that just comes together on a Sunday morning to meet and sing some songs, but we want genuine community, community, genuine love for each other, that whenever anybody's in need within our congregation, we can meet that need and we can support those people. We want genuine friendships and we want everyone that's part of this church to really feel part of a family. So I really hope that you get that. Um, I really hope that if you're new, you're starting to get to know people, you're starting to become part of that community. And, you know, over the, over the years, we will just grow and grow in that. And the third thing, and probably the thing that um, is, I guess, probably highest in in I'm editing myself because obviously loving God is at the top. But um, something we're really passionate about as a church is loving our community compassionately. And that's about reaching out into our community. That's about reaching out into the city of Bradford, um, where there's so many poor, vulnerable people that need the help, need the love of people that love God and can shine the light into the community. We've all seen and we're going to hear some amazing stuff today about what this church is doing to reach into the community. But it's something as a church that's at the forefront of everything we do. If you go to the light center during the week, you'll see everything from job clubs, food bank, cap debt centers, education center. I'm not going to list them all, but there is a whole host of stuff going on that you're going to hear more about today. And for us as a church, that's at the heart of what we do. This isn't about, as I say, just being a Sunday morning church. This is about throughout the week, reaching people, being a church on a mission, a church that is going out into our community. So, that's the heart of where we're at. That's where we're coming from as we come to this building project. Without all that, there's no building. The the building is not uh, a monument to the light church. This is something we want to be living, breathing. This is at the heart of, of what we'll do. It's a home for us as a church and a place for us to reach out. So, having said all that we got to the design process and we started looking at what we could do with this plot of land and what we could do with the ministry centre. And as we started looking at it, it became more and more clear that if there was ever a time to go the whole hog and do a full, large-scale building, now was the time. You'll have seen the piece of land over there. It's a bit of a higgledy-piggledy piece of land, so it's been a fun planning process. But throughout the planning process, it became clearer and clearer that if we're going to build a home for the Light Church that does everything in our vision, now is the time. So I'm really excited to let you know that we've made the decision as a light church. And this is a decision that we're really united on, a decision that uh, we really feel is the right thing for the church. We've decided that we're not going to just go for a ministry center that purely does our community work, but we're also going to build a building that's going to house us as a church on a Sunday morning. It's going to house everything we do as a church. And yeah, I think that's pretty exciting. Let 's get a loop for that So let's just think. so we're in the planning phase. we have nothing concrete, uh, but we're going to talk to you a little bit more about the process we've gone through. I'm going to stick a few pictures up. They are not signed off pictures, but they give you a bit of a, an idea. Um, As I said before, something I'm really passionate about is our Sunday morning worship connecting to our outreach and community work during the week. Um, I'm gonna let you have a really quick look and then I'm gonna take it off the thing so I can talk. But you'll see there's a bit of an auditorium, there's a cafe space, there's space for our outreach, there's space for our food bank, there's space for our our offices, for TLG. Um, There's a few floors, it's really exciting. So let's take that off for now. This place is going to be a home for us as a church. And this place is going to be a place that connects the Sunday morning, the worship, um, the teaching, and our community time with what goes on in the week. The cafe that we have in the auditorium is a shared space that we'll use during the week and on a Sunday morning. So when you walk in on a Sunday morning, you'll be walking into the same space that people are walking into when they walk into Food Bank. And for me, that's amazing. To be able to share this space, just... Purely for our work. So our worship team meets on a Monday night. They're going to be meeting in the same space that our food bank is also meeting, that people are coming in off the street into our community. And that can only affect our worship. It can only affect the way we pray. It can only affect the way we learn, the way we do community. So I'm really excited about it. That's
2: amazing. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, so obviously this is like a massive, massive decision, isn't it? To take as a church. You know, this is some serious serious cash which we'll come on to later but you know in the six figures and you know a behalf sort of thing so it's you know it's pretty significant isn't it and obviously as a church you know we're it so (laughs) you know we needed to make sure absolutely as a team and as individuals all within that team that this wasn't just like something that we just kind of thought was a great idea and would be nice to have because it obviously we all like new things you know don't we? new shiny things and so we really, really needed to know that this was God asking us to take a step of faith. It wasn't just a great idea. So for the last five weeks as a leadership team, we've taken, we've paused the whole process. We've taken five weeks to pray and we had a day of fasting as well to really get before God and really decide, is this, even though it looks awesome, actually what God wants us to do? Is this the right project for this church? Is this you know, is this the way forward for us as a church? Is this massive financial faith step that we are all going to have to take something that God is asking us to do? You know, we need to know that as a church, don't we? We need to know that as a group of people and as a leadership team before we say yes. So, yeah, personally, I've massively, this has been sort of weighing on me probably for the last six months as we've kind of making the decision, because You know, obviously, we've seen Cap's done miracle upon miracle for Cap, you know, buildings, 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 when we literally haven't paid people for three months. So, obviously, we know God can do miracles. It's amazing. But is he asking us, you know, does God want to do this miracle? That's the question. So, um, just before, in this period, sort of, I had um, a moment of just thinking, okay, God, is this something that you want me to kind of speak up about and just say, hold on, I don't think this is, I don't think we should be doing this. You know, this is... Could be, you know, not a, this. Could be a mistake. It could be not a good thing. Or is this, or is this something you want me to have faith for? You know, and I really felt God say to me, Josie, look at your Bible app. You know, I just knew that in that moment. So I was going to take the dog for a walk. So I went and took the dog for a walk. I was in the woods, lovely, lovely. God's presence. I um, got out my phone, and you know the, you know the verse of the day just basically pinged up on my application phone. It just said, Jesus said to them. Or I just read, Jesus said to me. Um, Humanly speaking it's impossible, but with God all things are possible so I was like okay okay God you can't get much clearer than that you know I just felt like that was such a clear word from from God directly to us to me and so that felt really 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 massively reassuring um, for me and then also um, reading from Luke 19 11 which um, is basically kind of a little bit of a parable of the um, sort of talents so this is what Jesus said to his disciples the week before he was going into Jerusalem he told them this story and this was basically to prepare the disciples that um, he wasn't going to be coming back again really quickly he wasn't about to be crowned king straight away as in in Jerusalem next week this was Jesus warning them that actually there's going to be quite a big time delay and we're obviously in that time delay aren't we now he said a nobleman was called away to a distant empire to be crowned king and then return Before he left, he called together 10 of his servants and divided them 10 pounds of silver, saying, invest this for me while I'm gone. But his people hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, we do not want him to be our king. That's talking about the um, Pharisees and Jewish people that wanted to crucify him. After he was crowned king, he returned. So this is he returned back to earth. This is when he at the end of time, when Jesus comes back to earth, called in the servants to whom he's given the money. He wanted to find out what their profits were. The first servant reported, Master, I invested your money and made ten times the original amount. Well done, the king exclaimed. You're a good servant. You have been faithful with the little I entrusted you, so you will be the governor of ten cities as your reward. The next servant reported, Master, I invested your money and made five times the original amount. Well done. But the the third servant brought the money back, only the original amount of money, and said, Master, I hid your money and kept it safe because I was afraid of you because you were a hard man to deal with. So... In that parable, Jesus is basically, I think, the takeaway from, like Jesus was saying to me and to us, he's left us here on this earth while he's in heaven to basically do his mission, to build his kingdom. And that's our mission, isn't it? To, to go and to build his kingdom. But what are we going to do? We're going to have to take risks. We're going to have to invest. We're going to have to take steps of faith, knowing that our God is a God of love. Because that third servant had a a misrepresentation of what God was like. He thought God was angry. He thought God was difficult. But actually, God is a God of love. So we can know and take these risks and take these steps of faith, knowing that God is a God of love. So that was the other thing that God was really speaking to me about.
5: Fantastic. So what next? Well, first of all, um, I think that as a leadership team... um, There are times when you have to simply step out and lead something. And I just want to compliment, again, all the the leadership team. We feel that this is a moment where we are going to lead the church into what we believe God has got for us. The next step is exciting. It is a big moment. I want to just reassure everybody that this is probably the first of many big moments. Amen? i mean, many big moments. There are going to be many big moments uh, over the next few months and years as we work to see this become a reality. Um, we've got some work to do on a funding strategy. We've already done some uh, a work around some of the basic costs um, and just how important it is that we get this right, that the church can continue when we build this building to still have the heart for the poor. There's no point building a build- building if we can't help people who we wanna draw into that building. So we've been through that already. Here's the brutal truth. We estimate that we need somewhere in the region of between 1 million and 1.2 million pounds in funds, cash, for us to be able to place a spade on the land. Okay, that's how much we will need. And here's one good thing about that, which fills me with excitement and joy. Without God, I just want to let you know, this building will not be built. Amen? This isn't a man thing. This isn't something we can go and do. This is something that we can have faith for. I've seen God do miracles in buildings. This building we're in and other buildings around. I've seen God do amazing things. But the one thing I have seen is that it's always a combination of three things. It's a combination of outrageous faith, amen? And I want to let you know, if you've never felt outrageous faith, you should feel it right now, amen? Okay, we are going to go over the next few months, and we're going to do the work on the land, we're going to do full site investigation. Just to encourage you with a miracle straight away, someone from outside the church has lent us the money interest-free to be able to cover all the costs between now and the planning stage. Okay, so God is with us. God is with us. We're going to work on finalizing everything. We're going to work on a final, fully-costed program. We're going to look at what it is going to be. We are going to set this thing in motion. And I am 100% confident that my God is able to do abundantly more than you and I can dream or imagine. Will it cost us? Yes, it will. Will it be easy? No, it won't. But will it be worth it? Yes, it will. Let's allow God's excitement and faith to arise in us. And let's believe that God could use a bunch of ordinary people and build something that could serve the poor and speak of his incredible size and scale in our city for future generations. We need God's miraculous intervention. And we're going to create the space for him to do a miracle. Amen. We're going to start believing and asking and finding people who will be inspired by this vision and give hundreds of thousands of pounds into this program. This will need a move of God. And in some ways, that's why I feel so relaxed and so at peace with it, because it isn't something we can do but it is something we can join in on. And it's something that God will share with us. So as a church, we pray that you're excited and encouraged after a long time, a correct season of working through the right thing, that we are leading on this. We are believing for this building to be built and that one day we will walk into that building and be able to say, our God is an awesome God. Amen. Able to do abundantly more. And our city will be blessed by a bunch of ordinary people who had enough faith and created the space for God to do a miracle. Amen. Okay, let's just, yeah, let's give God a a, a cheer. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) We're going to be coming back um, over the next few months with some much more detail. So you can I see it? Yeah, of course you can, yeah. Just something to say really quickly, I think, um, that, in case
3: it wasn't clear. This building's never going to be a reason for us not to do things in the church. Um, in terms of our community outreach, our ministry, that is full steam ahead. We are going for that um, in terms of the way we reach out into our community. This building is never going to become an excuse to stop um, sowing our money into that. Um, I think it's just worth being clear. It's a lot of money. Um, but there are a lot of ways to fundraise that money um, and in terms of our outreach and our ministry as a church, that is business as usual we're going to yeah play on with that.
5: We are indeed great okay I'm just checking. Are we all staying up as I continue with a finance update? Yeah Great, okay all right let's have a quick look at our finances uh, as this is our celebration Sunday looking back. Um, so 2018 was our tenth year um, uh, with an overwhelming sense for us as a leadership that we needed god's provision. And we have seen yet again um, God's outrageous generosity, Um, the needs of the church met that we stepped out in faith for, uh, and God continues through the generosity of the church to see this amazing thing be paid for. So let's have a quick look at our finances, if you could bring up the first slide. So this is 2018. Uh, You can see there um, our regular income, you can see our debt centre income. You can also see there the £30,000 that Josie was able to raise uh, through external forces for the Food Bank. Have a cheer for that. Yeah. People will give to what we do, amen. We just need people to give us 1.2 million now it's the same God and it's the same external income but it's the same need and the same faith God has been very very generous with us in 2018 Uh, you can see how much the next slide how much we spent in 2018 this is our outgoings okay Uh, significant investment in our staff church office and team our youth and kids pastoral, everything there you can see what we invest our money in and as you can see our expenditure was the most we've ever spent but praise God was below the amount of money that God provided, amen? And that resulted in, you put the next slide up, uh, a wonderful, uh, despite the fact that uh, we continue to tithe on our regular income and gave over £17,000 into our giving pot. Uh, we actually gained in the whole year, and the closing balance was just over 20, well, nearly 29000 Can we just have a bit of a cheer for what God did last year? And one of the things that really um, speaks to what Chris said, you can see there... Um, we kind of have estimated, including the proportion of the building, that um, about a third of the money that the Light Church spent was spent directly on reaching the poor. Amen. Come on, God. Let's be a church that does that. So good. And that will not change. Amen. That will not change. This building will not stop us reaching people. Amen. Can you imagine God doing that and are stopping reaching people. Oh no, we're gonna carry on. So let's have a quick look, an update of 2019 so you can see where we are. So as you can see, we started with uh, with some reserves this year, which was wonderful. Uh, we've estimated our regular giving. Obviously, that continues to increase. You can see where we are. We believe we're gonna bring in 240, 248,000 for this year. But 2019, in terms of our expenses, to the next sheet, uh, we now have got all the staff that we took on last year are now here for the whole year. We, this was always going to be the year where we knew that our expenses would increase significantly. And you can see there we're expecting this year that our expenses will be 250000 And then if you go to the next sheet, this is where we are right now. So we, with the money that we brought into the year, the yearly income we already expect and the money we expect to spend out Um, You can see there that, um, first of all, uh, we are a church who believe that it's right to give. Amen? So we're going to continue, as we have done, to tithe on our regular income, to sow that money out. And as you can see there, it does show as we come into at this stage in the year, that we are looking at, it could be an £18,000 shortfall, but still would mean that we had that balance forward. And maybe that's why God provided the money last year as we took this step into 2019. You just need to know, um, over the last 10 years, I've seen our needs at this time of year every year, and I have absolutely no doubt. Amen that our God is an awesome God, amen, and that he will provide for all our needs in 2019. And praise God, we're a church that's still in faith and still requires God to turn up to provide for our needs. So I hope you're encouraged by God's outrageous provision. We're going to make sure these are sent out so everybody can have a look. Any questions you've got around it, please feel free to send them in. And at the end uh, of the service today, we're going to have an opportunity for everybody uh, to actually ask questions about anything that we brought here today. So there will be an opportunity for you to ask questions. Amen. Okay, we move on now to the survey update. Helen, that's you.
4: Thank you. I'm going to take the opportunity to stand because I've come in the slipperiest skirt in the world this morning, and these stools, I'm fearful. Thank you. My poor hamstrings were hanging on for dear life there. Never mind, anyway. The church survey, thank you, first of all, to everybody who uh, took time to fill it out recently. It is really a very valuable yearly indicator of the spiritual health of our church, the Light Church, and the community health of our church. It does come with lots and lots to digest because, fantastically, all of you who took part, write your comments and loads of them, which is what the whole point of a survey is about, really. Otherwise, it's just a ticky box. And the feedback that's been given is going to be reflected on by us as leadership team and also out into the different areas of ministry. So the feedback and comments about pastoral care, me and Tarzan and the group will look at that, and worship, children's and youth, outreach, all those areas... um, will be looked at more. And it just gives us a, a, an opportunity to look at where we're at. Changes, do they need to be made? How could they be made? And um, what we focus on. And by the way, can I say, it is fine not to leave questions and comments until the survey. Do come and ask any Do bring your feedback. For my uh, tender heart... <laughs> constructive gentle feedback I think for these guys as well is always welcome but please bring it Um, so yeah so we're going to look at stuff from the survey overall but um, we sensed that oh we didn't sense it we read it that overall the sense from the survey was that being part of the light church is good woohoo oh phew Man alive. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, first and foremost. Also, he reflected a sense that there, things are improving in some of the areas that have been challenging previously or that received pretty um, constructive feedback previously. That is not that we have got it all right, by the way, that, but that things are improving. And good, if we can be building on stuff and improving, then great. Obviously, there's lots of areas, I'm not going to have an opportunity to go through all of them, but there were just um, just wanted to pull out a few areas from the survey. Um, there were some questions and comments about the building. Oh, I think we've just addressed that well, haven't we? Brilliant, brilliant, fantastic to bring that news to us as church this morning. Um, and there were questions and comments about leadership and the way in which we do leadership and who we are. <laughs> well um we we kind of do, we just sort of crack on and do our leadership roles and responsibilities in who we are, so sometimes you see Chris at the front, often you see Josie and Ed preaching, you see some of us leading, and then at the rest of the time, we're just getting on with stuff. so if there's been times when you've been thinking, "Who are they <laughs> who, who can I a- I've got a question who can I actually go to with this question?" Please do just start with any of us. And if we can't answer it, then we'll know who to direct you to. Is that an all right way of uh, moving on with that? Um, Another section, let me focus a little bit more on prayer. Um, One of the comments, it's a work in progress. I think that's very fair, isn't it? Um, about It sums up where we're at. C- comments like, it's great to pray together. And then corporate que- prayer is awkward. Ah, we are finding a balance between these things. Um, lots of... Uh, Lots of different comments made, and it seemed that the goals of prayer life taken taken comments made was to encourage each of us to pray more, and for prayer to become more of a vibrant part of church life. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. We we uh, want to be doing those things. We want to pray better and more together as a church and as individuals, and we have been trying different things, haven't we? Uh, some good, some not so good. or Some have lasted and some haven't lasted. But um, So for those folks who haven't been around for too long, we've, we have had a time when a church prayer meeting has happened faithfully, with a faithful few, perhaps I should say, on a Tuesday morning before work. We did try Sundays before the service opportunity for people to come and gather to pray. Um, we had the prayer text at the start of the year, intentional corporate prayer as part of the services more regularly now and, um, and ongoing prayer ministry. And by the way, the 10, 10 a.m. prayer that happens here at the front of the church, anybody is welcome to come join in with that now. So do come with ideas. How can we gather ourselves to pray together better? How can we encourage each other better in prayer? And how can we make it a more vibrant part of our church life? And just one other bit to, to pull out is about light groups. Now, Ed suggested, I just sum this section up as light groups are awesome. <laughs> Hands up if you are in a light group. Excellent, excellent. There's sense over such a lot of positive feedback about being part of light groups. The community they bring, the stretching and growth of faith, the support that's received in them, the deepening of knowledge of scripture. Um, is uh, is just great to read about. So I'm going to speak a little bit more about light groups in another section. So I will leave it there. But thank you for uh, taking part in the survey. And we're going to keep pressing on with uh, with being the light church and bringing glory to God and reaching out to our community.
5: Thank you, Helen. <laughs> great. Okay, Ed, it's over to you, Ed.
1: Straight over to me. Great. I, I'm going to stand up as well, not because of my skirt. I um, <laughs> chose to wear trousers today. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just I like standing up when I'm talking. Um, so we, we're going to move through a section now where we're going to update around those those core three areas that Chris mentioned. Um, loving God deeply, loving each other genuinely, and loving our community compassionately. And so uh, I'm, I'm going to introduce a section about loving God deeply. There's going to be some special guests Uh, With us, are you guys just leaving? Wow. (laughs) Vote of of no confidence, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh dear. Right, I'm going to move on very quickly. We don't have loads of time. Um, I think the first key thing for us to talk about is... um, when we're talking about loving God deeply, the Sunday morning service is a massive part of that. It's the time in the week where we all gather together. And it's the time in the week where we get to engage with God's spirit through worship. And it's a time when we get to engage with a deepening relationship through word as well. And uh, the first thing I want to say is that um, as Helen reflected on this year's survey... Um, I also want to take us back to last year's, where we received some real challenge from you guys. You wanted to hear more deeper Bible teaching on a Sunday morning, and although uh, I'd like to reflect that idea that we're improving and heading in the right direction, I also want to say thank you for the encouragement and going with us on that journey, because it seems to be, actually, that we are scratching that itch a bit more in the preaching and the way that we're working. And some of the ways that that's happening is the new Spiritual Direction Group, of which uh, I'm facilitating with Josie and Chris on. That and also the way in which we are setting up preaching series now, where we have a group of people who run a series together and write that together. And so I'd like to pay homage to each one of our preachers, our teachers, those who lead services, because during the week, they are, well, the weeks in the lead up to when they preach. It's not just that they rock up on a Sunday morning and they speak for 25 minutes or so, but there are hours and hours of preparation that go into making this stuff happen. So thank you to those guys who have made this journey with us as a church to go deeper into scripture and to bring more revelation of God's word. So huge thank you to those guys. I think the other big thing alongside that, it would be remiss of me not to mention the amazing work that the, um, the worship team do on a Sunday morning. Uh, those guys really, yeah, you can, you can applaud them. yeah. Again, many, many hours going into these practices on Monday nights, all sorts of stuff that go into making that experience um, for us one where we actually get to engage with God in, in a powerful and a meaningful way. Really, the, the heart of integrity in these guys to seek God. God for the church is huge, so that's massive. Helen's already mentioned that prayer is an area we're wanting to look more into because of the challenge, but also something we've been on a journey with, um, really trying new things and trying to increase that vibrant heart of prayer in our church. And so we really want to we really want to see that grow. So I've got, uh, I've got a couple of people I want to invite up who are looking at kind of loving God deeply alongside us all, which is Kiri on behalf of the young adults and Sarah on behalf of the youth. So if you guys can come up for me, please. They've promised they're going to speak for two minutes. Uh, we're going to hold them to it.
7: two minutes okay I can do it so um, I'm in charge I oversee the young adult work here at church that's kind of the 20s and 30s roughly um, and yeah my heart is massively for um, sort of delving in to what our faith means to us and how we can grow together corporately um, as a group so we have multiple things that we do in young adults one of them is a prayer breakfast we meet before church we eat breakfast and we spend almost an hour together in prayer before the service it's a great way to be set up Um for when you come in here and worship. Um, so we do that every three weeks. We also run um, sort of quarterly worship set nights. We've got one coming up on the 7th of April, um, which is just another uh, time that you can just come and worship God and not have any interruptions. It's just worship. So uh, that's I love to worship, so that's why I try and drive that one. Um, we also... Oh, I've gone a bit blank. Oh, yeah. Coming up, we are going to be doing three weeks of prayer and fasting up until Easter. Um, And that's another thing that I think is really important. Um, The church that I grew up in had a massive focus on prayer and fasting. And so it's not necessarily not eating the whole time, but sort of taking stuff out of your life in order to build um, space for God. So we've got that coming up as well from the 1st to the 21st of April right up until Easter Sunday. Um, Kind of in in line with Lent as well. So um, that's all Loving God deeply stuff. We also have a lot of social things too. Great.
8: (laughs) So my name's Sarah. I'm the youth worker here at the Light Church. That means two things, really. It means um, I oversee our 11 to 18-year-olds. And it also means I can wear yellow shoes and get away with it because I'm so down with the kids. (laughs) So um, in our youth work, when I came in position um, in September, I had the massive the lesson and challenge of looking at our kids or not youth and looking at them 11 all the way through to 18, but also at different spiritual journey, parts of their spiritual journey. So we have lots of young people coming through TLG to our youth group. Um, and we also have um, young people that have known Jesus for a long time and been going to church since we're in their mum's womb. So we've got a big um, blessing of that um, pool of young people. So our uh, youth team, we've got an amazing youth team of volunteers. And we look at three things, really. We look how we care for our young people, how we connect them into church, and how we're calling them on to what God wants in their lives. So we do... Um, Youth ministry over five ways through the week. So we have um, on a Sunday, we go and meet together, we have breakfast, and we do a bit of Bible study. We're looking at the book of James at the moment and how to live generously. We also have girls and boys. Discipleship groups through the week, so that's for 14 to 18 year olds. And we just encourage um, each other on I don't know how long it was since you were a teenager, but um, it hasn't got any easier. Um, So we encourage each other on how are we going to live as radical Christians um, as teenagers. Um, So that's a third, yeah, so I'm on three. Okay, so the uh, fourth thing we do is we have a Friday night outreach um, youth group, so that meets at seven o'clock at the Light Centre. It's open to everyone we have a lot of fun and we learn a bit more about jesus and yeah do loads of cool things and then the fifth thing is um our older youth have a light group where we do bible study and yeah and then once a month we get together all our youth um, and just have um, maybe an out and out or yeah it's just good to be together isn't it thanks
1: thanks guys it's huge it's huge having people serving in those ways that while we're here on a sunday morning out there in in groups in rooms around this building that The kids, the young people, are getting invested in, in in our church, in their discipleship, in growing together. It's something that rarely ever gets seen. You'll notice that that Beth isn't stood up here. Uh, A couple of reasons for that. Um, Mainly, it's that next week we're going to have some time on Mothering Sunday focusing in on the kids' work. So she's going to give more of an in-depth update there. But it's absolutely amazing that there's 30 people volunteering on a rota to make the kids' work happen in our church. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? So you'll hear more about that. Next week, when uh, when Beth comes to give that update, we've got other great stuff going on. There's Foundations course, which is a discipleship course for new Christians, being led by Steve and Jeanette Sheldon. They haven't sent me any numbers on how many people they're helping, but I'm sure it's loads. Um, I can guarantee it. Um, but it's an amazing course where actually people get to explore faith a little bit more. So if you haven't been on that course, please, can I encourage you to? Um, to do that if you're a new Christian. Or for those of you who've been around church for a long time, Nick Clark is uh, someone who runs the Freedom in Christ course, and that is fantastic. Gemma and I went on it a few years ago. It is a really great faith MOT. So there's some awesome stuff going on in those areas. I'm going to hand back to Helen now, I think, uh, for loving each other.
4: So the second part of our vision as a church is to love each other genuinely. And um, wow, how do we do it? Well, um, it's it's so important. And again, it was highlighted in the survey about a sense of community and the, the opportunities for getting to know people and uh, friendship and community amongst that. But getting to know each other is the vital first step of loving each other. You've got to get to know someone first, haven't you? Um, and we have a great social team who organise some fantastic events for us. So just enjoy... Times of to being together. So we've had some great things in the past year. The regular church lunches that happen. Um, the, the lunch at home where some of us got to uh, uh, host some uh, folks that we didn't necessarily know from church. and It was a brilliant, brilliant afternoon. And when we, we have got a spring day today, but when we think longingly back to last summer and in hopeful anticipation of this summer, we ha- enjoyed the picnic at Roberts Park and a day out at the river, river at Burnsall. Um, And uh, back in October, that amazing 10-year celebration where we had the barn dance on the Saturday night and that fabulous party on the Sunday afterwards. So there's great stuff going on. Now coming up at the end of June is our church weekend away. And if you haven't had the chance to sign up yet, then I really encourage you to because it is a great weekend of as many of us as possible getting away together to hang out, to deepen our faith, yes, but to enjoy getting to know each other more. And I just would like to thank Josie and the whole of the social team who they've done it today again, just uh, sorting it out. I've already mentioned about light groups, and they are one of the most important parts of our church community for building friendship and discipleship. We've got new ones in this past year in BD1 and Wilsdon and Thornton, and we've got one ready to go in idle if someone would just host it. let's have the, have the kettle on. That's all that's, all that's needed. Oh, and a, a reasonably sized lounge, I suppose. That's the, a good, helpful thing as well. Um, and... Um, Janet Turgeson put a definition of her daytime ladies light group together, which actually I thought I'd rob because it does uh, give the sense for all of our light groups in that it creates space to meet together to deepen our relationships with God and with each other through worship, teaching and prayer. That's a great definition of light uh, light groups. Um, I would like to thank all the light group leaders for their heart to serve and care for members of our church if you're not part of a light group then do come to one of us leaders or linden when he's back because he heads up the stuff and uh, get stuck in with a light group really recommend it now thinking of linden he has been doing some fantastic work in this last year developing the face of friendly hoodies Hoodies get such a bad press in the newspapers, don't they? But um, we have very friendly turquoise hoodie people at the back. Um, And uh, and why do we have that? Well, we want people to feel genuinely welcomed when they come into the Light Church. We've had some training nights in the past year to help us to focus on how to care for, connect together, and call forwards into faith and discipleship people as they come and visit and join the church now some of that is some of you guys who have joined in the past year so I really hope that that has been a picture of how that has been for you and very much linked to hosting has been the connect lunches that we do on a regular basis vital for new people to get to know others and be known to find out about our church vision what makes us tick as a church We have a desire for that genuine connection and this opportunity to tell your story. That's the theme of them. So um, a leader from the church will tell the story of the Light Church. But for everybody there, tell your story about how you came along today, how you came along a month ago. And we desire just to enable anybody part of this church to connect with others, to connect with interests, to connect with light groups, to connect in serving, and to connect in order to use the gifts that God has given you and is developing and growing in you. So I want to say thank you to Lyndon in his absence, and thank you to all the folks who take part in the hosting team and the Connect lunches. So big thank you to them. Pastoral care clearly is a vital part of loving each other genuinely, but Tarzan gave us a fabulous update about that last week, so if you weren't here, I'm terribly sorry, you missed that bit, but do come and chat to Tarzan or to myself if you have specific questions about pastoral care in the church. Thank you.
5: Thank you. Thank you, Helen. Okay, Josie, you're going to round off with all our wonderful social action work. (laughs)
2: Fantastic. Great. Can I ask Gaz and Andy to come up? And any food bank people I asked to come up and job club people. Come on up. Have a seat. Big round of applause. Woo! Have a seat. Stand behind a seat, etcetera, etcetera. Get comfy. <laughs> Woo! Come on. Can you get me slide me next slide up? Come and stand behind. Do you want to stand behind? Come on, Andy. Yeah, yeah. You want to stand behind you guys so people can see you up on the stage yeah fantastic <laughs> great so in the light church we do six things to love our community compassionately uh, the first thing we're going to talk about next slide is food bank so during 2018 we as a church helped feed 4,636 people Woo-hoo! which is amazing big massive difference and so sort of what I before I really start this section, what I really want you guys to get is that um, sort of before I started managing the food bank, I thought, oh yeah, food bank happens, oh yeah, this stuff happens. But it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really affect me, it's part of the light church. Whereas kind of what I want really you guys to really, really, really know. And believe and get this morning is that actually being part of this church, you are part of this stuff that's happening through your giving, through being a welcoming family. So when people come in, you chat to people, you know, you guys... Are making this happen this is our mission as a church this is what it's about isn't it yes we want to love God and we want to help each other and we want to love each other as well but God's left us here on earth to do something otherwise we would just go to heaven straight away where we'd definitely be able to love God a lot deeper and we'd be able to love each other a lot better because we'd all be perfect yeah but God has left us here with a mission and that's to reach our community and this is what we're doing this is as a church what we're doing so engage with it yeah connect with it this is this is what we're doing So, um, last year we had about 11 people becoming Christians or recommitting. And that's some overlap with Job Job Club because we've got an amazing overlap with Job Club as well. And so I just wanted to ask some of food bank people, what food banks meant to you, Um, Stuart?
0: (laughs) Oh, we're going to nip to the gents, actually. What do you love? (laughs) Just really
2: quick because we've only got a few minutes.
0: No, no, it it is satisfying to see people. And they do actually come in. Uh, devastated because they're in such a state, The lives are in such a mess, and and it's n- it's nice to be able to help people, you know, and you give them the food, you think you give them a two-week shopping at Morrison's and a ticket for the cruise type of thing sometimes, so it's great satisfaction. Yeah.
2: And you get to pray with people, don't
0: you? We do get to pray with people, we enjoy that.
2: We see miracles, don't we, as well? We
0: do see a few miracles, yeah. <laughs> witnesses, uh, witnessing to people... Um, yeah, that's my favourite part of the job signposting, yeah. Yeah, that's
2: fantastic. Alan, tell us about Foodbank for you. Alan's been an absolute star, by the way, because Alison has been off sick, and if it wasn't for Alan in the warehouse, we'd be properly stuffed. So, big up for Alan. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> what, what, does food, what does food bank mean to you, Alan?
0: Well, basically, Foodbank is my family, mm-hmm. and it's a great sense of community, and I reckon everybody should get involved with it.
2: Yes, that's right. <laughs>
9: Including that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: come on. <laughs> Amy, tell us a little bit about what it's meant for your faith and stuff.
7: Uh, okay. Um, so I grew up in a Christian, but I walked away from my faith. And I actually went to Job Club, and I asked Gaz if I could get involved with the church. And then I went, ended up going to Food Bank, and it's... It's just been amazing. It's, it's like Alan said. It's just like a family.
2: That's a great thing. So we've got a food bank and we've got a Job Club on a Tuesday, and so there's huge overlap. So sort of Alan, um, Amy, Leanne, you, um, Suno, and Kaylee go to Job Club, and Calvin does both. Uh, you guys haven't food bank yet, so. <laughs> but yeah, so there's just massive, massive overlap, which is really, really exciting there. So yeah, that's a bit about food bank. So Gaz has had an amazing. Next slide, please job club 50 people through job club last year big round up big round for Gaz <laughs> with 21 delegates finding work and 14 volunteer which is a major major success stats that's one of the best job clubs in the country isn't it Gaz with the stats fantastic with 12 ge- delegates making decisions last year but this Tuesday Gaz is going to tell us a bit about this Tuesday
1: I mean, this is what gets me excited. It's like being sat here with these
5: guys. So this Tuesday, and I love the way that John summed this up to me last week. We had two client events. We had one during the day at Food Bank. We had a Pamper event. The amazing Wendy came and shared her story. And then in the evening at Job Club, when we finished Job Club after those ten weeks of got to know me, I shared my story. And we had seventeen people total make decisions for Christ in one day. In one day.
2: That's great. Just, can you just go back to the photo? Can you just go back one? There was a photo of the Pamper event. There we go. I can't see really it very well. But then um, we had 12 commitments there. So that was Job Club, uh, well, Debt Centre clients, Debt Centre clients and Food Bank clients that um, came to that, which is absolutely amazing. So, um, Skunda, do you just want to tell us a little bit what you were telling me about your faith and what meaning Job Club meant to you?
10: Without Job Club... Job club right, I would have been lost, you know what I mean, Gaz has turned my life around, I'll be honest with you, really has, and his faith is so strong, he's touched me and he's changed my life, and to be honest with you, I was lost a long time, 30 years of my life where I was not, didn't have God in my life, and you know what, when you have God in your life, it changes you, that faith and having Jesus with you, it's amazing, and I tell you what, I would like to love to shout about it, but 30 years where, without God, without a family, and you guys are my family, to be honest with you. Do you know what I mean? These guys here, regular faces, you know what I mean? Lizzie, thank you, you know what I mean? They've called me so many times, and I'll tell you what, faith calls you, God calls you, and if you don't listen, you don't find, you don't find your faith. That's right. Do you know what I mean? I, I've been, like Gas will saying, if you don't listen, and you'll, you, you turn away, and I've turned away so many times. Look, today I'm here, it's the first time I've been, do you know what I mean? I am so blessed to be here.
2: <laughs> thank you so much, that's absolutely brilliant. Um, Calvin, tell us a little bit about Food Bank, Job Club, what it's meant to you, and maybe, I don't know, and Debt Centre, oh yeah, all three, come on! (laughs) Um, Just tell us a bit about how being involved with the Light Church and all those three things has kind of changed your life. Okay,
0: Uh, well basically like being at uh, Job Club, it's gave me that sense of that you can believe and achieve something, it may be hard to get a job, but there's always steps that you can take, so basically that's what I've done to get in the volunteering role. Because I love volunteering in the food bank, giving that sense of uh, peace and hope to people that don't really have it themselves. Uh, And also, it's like I'm getting help with my debt as well. Um, In a few months, I'm actually going to be debt free, which is quite amazing. And I never thought that that would happen if like, because I was a client at food bank myself. I came one day and then basically came in and went out again. And then on the, um, on the next time I went in, I actually got talking to Stuart, um, and he invited me to church that weekend, and since then, I've been here it's pretty much nearly every week, so I'm grateful, I really am.
2: You became a Christian that Sunday, didn't you? That was amazing. So Calvin came into, came into Food Bank on the tu- uh, Wednesday, then came into church on the Sunday, became a Christian, prayed with him at the back. And then went to Job Club, went to Food Bank, got debt help. Just amazing. So, Don, Al- Don Alpha, Done Foundations, getting baptised. Easter Sunday is going to be really exciting. We've had to hear a lot more from all of these people about what's actually been happening. Who hasn't said anything yet? Leanne, do you want to say something?
8: Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I started at Job Club. uh, just stopped outside the light centre of road. And... Um, the Wednesday I come and see Josie. Started at Food Bank, and I, I worked Christine before, but come back to me. But now I'm, I feel like I'm at home, and really helped me. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> <That's>
2: fantastic. <laughs> and um, and these lovely, amazing people. So Jane and Rob have volunteered with Food Bank for six years since it started. Since it started. So that's 2011. So eight years. So yeah, it's a really, really long time, committedly, one day a week, fantastic, and Jan, wonderful, and Wendy, I've just managed to recruit Wendy recently as well, yes, win, (laughs) and Stuart is um, three days a week, pretty much, whenever he's not working at Morrison's, he's totally committed which is absolutely amazing. And the wonderful Lizzie has been volunteering at Job Club. Do you want to say anything, Lizzie? Oh,
1: yeah. I just want to say something about Job Club, is that it's, it's just about the power of kindness. And the power of kindness looks like remembering somebody who came last week and remembering how they have the coffee. Oh, you're coffee two sugars, aren't you? And the power of kindness is such an amazing, powerful... Most people have two sugars at Job Club. <laughs> but it's just really, really powerful kindness. Come and be involved come and be involved in food bank in job club it's just about the power of kindness and kindness you know when you do it in Jesus' name it's really really powerful that's amazing
2: so i hope you who's inspired hopefully everyone is fantastic so basically there's loads of ways you can get involved so if you monday wednesday friday food bank is open seriously you can just come down, no obligation. I'm not going to make you do anything. You can just sit there, bring your lunch, and chat to people. Honestly, I guarantee that you will have a God chat with someone. You'll be able to pray with someone. You'll be able to share your faith. You'll be able to invite them to church. You will be blessed if you come to Food Bank. And it's, it's between 11 and 1.30. You can just come for half an hour. You can come for three quarters of an hour. I challenge you, come to Food Bank and see what's happening through the Light Church. The other thing is Gaz super needs befrienders for the debt service, don't you? So can you sign up at back? And this is an amazing opportunity to get alongside someone that's in debt, um, that's struggling, that you can befriend someone. And it's not a lot, is it? Um, you can have a cup of tea, you can bring someone to church, you can make a phone call, you can make somebody a cake. There's loads of different ways you can get involved, but Gaz really needs that. Um, so if you, can, if you think you might be able to do that, um, that would be amazing. So I feel like, have I missed something out? So that's all you guys. So Andy, do you want to take center stage a minute? Go okay, next slide. So, at the TLG Education Centre, we have an entire school. The church help runs an entire school, which Andy amazingly heads up, giving this round a big round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanna. So, basically, um, last year, 23 students from nine secondary schools, with 65% reintegrated back into mainstream school. These are kids who've been excluded, and they got a good in Ofsted, which. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Which, when I read it, it was like the be- the students behave well are really good. I was like, man, that is a flipping result. I mean, these kids have been so bad, they've been excluded from school, and they've got nine of them. The wo- you know some of the worst kids in Bradford are now nine of them in this one classroom, and their behaviour is good. <laughs> That's amazing. Big up, massive for Andy and for Kira and for Jo. Is Kira here today? Oh, she's on kids so serving um yeah and yeah and also the great part of it is that 15 of those students or ex-students are part of the friday night youth group so that actually is a mission that really is the mission of the church as well that they've got place to move into where they can hear a bit more about god and things like that so andy what's the best bit of the job for you
9: um going home somebody said down here that's that's (laughs) Part of it, part of it, um, I'd just like to say I'm here with a front tooth missing. That's nothing to do with my role, okay? <laughs> um, it might be evident, but when I try and say statistically, whatever, um, you'll notice I'm tooth missing. The best part of the role is the stories that come out. Uh, I'll just share two really quick ones, because I know you've got listening fatigue right now. Um, Morgan was with us two years ago. She came on a faith residential with us. I think we shared this bit of the story before, um, she'd self-harmed in the past, she asked for prayer about self-harming, um, somebody prayed for her, we left it alone, okay, um, I had a phone call, sorry, text message a month ago off her mother, Morgan is now doing fantastically well, she's in college, um, self-harming is no longer a part of her life, um, Morgan herself said her physical scars had been healed after the prayer. And uh, also, her mum had been diagnosed with cancer, which was the the bad news. But that hadn't affected Morgan in any way, other than to be supportive. Self-harm hadn't come back, which is fantastic, and amazing answer to prayer. Other story, little Scott, I shared a video of him um, three years ago when we first opened. I got a phone call from vice principal of his school a month ago as well. And the vice principal said, I bumped into a Year 11, one of our Year 11 students. I was talking to him. I was talking about his success. And then he said, he used to be a TLG student. And the guy said, TLG as in Hope Park, TLG, Education Center. Yeah, yeah, same one. He's now the um, goalkeeper of their football team. He's one of their most successful Year 11s. And he's going to come out with a raft of GCSEs. And he was educated over there three years ago. So it's like fantastic. <laughs> Good go. Big
2: up, well done. That's fantastic. Seriously, huge respect for Andy. Actually, no way I could do his job. Massive respect. He commands respect with his authority and his kindness and his love that he shows. So, thank you so much, Andy. Brilliant. Great. <laughs> I'm just going to really quickly mention two other things that we do, which is the TLG early education. Um, So basically we've got seven coaches from this church who coach seven um, younger children who are at risk of being excluded or are struggling in school. So thank you so much if you're one of those seven. And Beth leaves that up, but she's in kids. And then also we've got in churches week coming up. So that is literally our week is happening from Monday. Which is amazing, isn't it? So we have got 38 volunteers from church volunteering to house the homeless for a week um, next week. Which is thank you so thank you so much if you're one of those 38 people that are volunteering to do that. Harry leads that really well, so um, that's going to be happening as well. So. We are a church on a mission. We are doing loads. We are helping thousands of people. So thank you so much for your giving. Thank you so much for your time. If you want to get more involved, don't forget to see Gaz at the back and um, come down to Food Bank. So now you've got some lunch. Woohoo! So at lunch, um, basically, we're all going to stand up. We're going to roll those round tables into the middle and we're going to set chairs around it. So we're all going to do that. So, if you can put your belongings maybe on a windowsill, that would be helpful so you can remember where they are. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, right? (laughs) That's the first thing we're gonna do. Then, on the tables, there's going to be um, reports from the AGM and also pens and papers, so you can be asking questions, any questions you've got to the leadership team about the AGM, about the budget, about what we do, anything, you can write those questions down. Alicia is handling all of that. Um, You can write them down and then hand it to uh, uh, hand them to Alicia from your table and then they will be facilitated and then leadership team will come back up here after we've had our lunch so we're not spitting food at you. So also, if you've got kids, can you just really really make sure that The kids don't take all the food. This is what quite often happens is the kids go, oh, wow, look at all this food. And then like leave like 99% of it, okay? So if you're an adult with kids, can you get their food for them so you know how much they actually eat in reality? Um, And just remember, if you go first, remember there's quite a few people behind you, so don't like completely load up. Is that okay? So great. So... Everything off off chairs, on the window sills, bring the tables in, chairs. Look at this, go, go, everyone's